Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. Today, I'm gonna to talk about whether you can move your children outside the jurisdiction of the state of Florida, or what does that mean, moving the children outside the jurisdiction? I got a question from one of my viewers, uh, basically, can I move my children out of the jurisdiction? All right, first, jurisdiction means kind of like power or control or authority. Um, and that means, so okay, outside the authority of the court. There's a statute in place in Florida, and it's uh, Florida statute 61.13001 that provides for what we call relocation. So basically the statute says that you can only relocate the minor children more than 50 miles from your current residence if number one, you have permission from the court, or number two, you have written permission from your former spouse, spouse or whatever, okay, partner, whatever. So let's, let's dive into the statute. It's a very precise and detailed statute. Um, it has all kinds of time deadlines and what you have to put into the petition. But I would recommend that you first see if you can get permission from your spouse or former spouse or so forth, uh, because that obviously is gonna be way less expensive, way easier, um, way quicker than trying to get it through the legal system. Um, what you'll need to do is make sure you put it in writing, that it's clear that you have their consent, that, it's, uh, that you can move more than 50 miles uh, from your current residence. Um, you have to look at the parenting plan to make sure there's no other provisions in there that restrict your relocation, like uh, you've agreed perhaps in the parenting plan that the minor children shall attend a certain school district. So you'll want to make sure that it says in your agreement that you can move them to the new school district in the location where you'll be moving to. Uh, you also want to include in that agreement what the new time sharing schedule is going to be and also how you're going to handle the uh, transportation of the minor children because it's going to be a, a greater distance, especially if you're moving out of state, across the country or so forth. So, okay, so there's a lot of definitions in the statute and I want to give you a couple of those. Okay, so let's look at the statute 61.13001. And in subparagraph 1E, uh, the statute defines relocation to mean any change in the location of the principal residence of the parent or other person from his or her place, principal place or residence at the time of the last order establishing or modifying time sharing. So that means if, you, if there's an order in place, even if it's a temporary order establishing the time sharing, or there's a final judgment of dissolution of marriage or a final judgment of paternity establishing what the time sharing is, that's what the court is gonna look at for the relocation. Okay, so what if you can't get your former spouse or significant other to agree to your relocation? You know, you may have gotten a job offer in another jurisdiction. Uh, you wanna move to be closer to family for that kind of family support or back home where you're, you're originally from. Um, and your spouse is not agreeing or 
former spouse. So you're going to need to file a petition for relocation. And if it's done after the final judgment, it's gonna be a supplemental petition for uh, relocation. And I want to specifically show you what you're gonna be required to do within the statute 61.13001 subparagraph three, which states, unless an agreement has been entered as described above, you must file a petition for uh, relocation and serve it on the other parent and anyone else who's entitled to access uh, to or time sharing with the minor child, all right? Then it goes into detail. You have to give a description of the location of the intended new residence. You can't just say I'm moving to Atlanta, Georgia and not give a, a residence. You have to actually have the place where you're gonna live. This is really difficult because are you gonna sign a lease for a new apartment or a house in another jurisdiction that you're not even sure the court's gonna allow you to move to? That makes this very difficult. If you're gonna move in with family in that jurisdiction, that's different, that's a bit easier, but these are some problems you're gonna to have to talk to your family law attorney about to overcome some of these obstacles. All right, number two, you're gonna to have to have a mailing address of the intended new residence. Three, uh, a home telephone number. Well, this used to be a problem, which I don't think is as much anymore because everybody has a cell phone. And I think that's sufficient to let uh, the other parent know you're gonna keep the same cell phone number and that will be the uh, primary number to reach you at the new residence. Most people don't have landlines or home phone numbers anymore. All right, let's look at number four, the date of the intended move to the new residence. All right, so it can't just be a nebulous thing. I think I'm gonna move this summer or maybe move over the holidays. You've gotta have a specific date for the move. And you, again, may have a job offer and it may have a specific start date for you. By the way, if you do have a job offer, the, st uh, the statute does require you to provide that written job offer to the other parent so that they uh, will have that. All right, number five, you have to have a detailed statement of the specific reasons for the proposed relocation. And again, if one of them is a job offer, you've got to provide uh, that written um, pr proposal or job offer to the other parent. So number six, the proposal uh, for the revised post-relocation, meaning after the divorce, schedule for access and time sharing together with a proposal for the post-relocation trans transportation. So, you know, if you're moving out of state, how are you gonna effectuate a time-sharing schedule with your former spouse? Um, is, are you going to put the children on, the, on a plane once a month? Are you just gonna send them in, uh, for the summer? Are you gonna uh, drive them down? How old are they? Do they need assistance um, in uh, airplane travel? And you gotta make those arrangements. And it's gotta be detailed. So you gotta have all of that worked out and submit it to the court so the court can make a decision. The good thing is under subparagraph 10, it says that if you filed a motion for a temporary relocation, the court has to give you a hearing within 30 days. 
So that's pretty, that's pretty fast in the court system. That's what we would call somewhat expedited. And if you file a notice for trial for a relocation, the court has to give you a trial date within 90 days. And again, that's pretty fast, um, pretty quick to get a, a trial. Typically family law courts can be pretty slow, pretty overloaded uh, with cases and it can take months and months for a normal hearing or trial on a dissolution of marriage. But for relocation, you've got those um, expedited hearing times for those two things. So that's really good. Okay, one more thing I want to say about the relocation statute is there's no presumption in favor of the relocation or against the relocation. I know the case law, I've been practicing for over 30 years in family law, so it used to be a, a long time ago that there was a pre presumption in favor of the relocation. And later there was a change in the way the district courts interpreted statute and there was a presumption against relocation. But today there's a, it's neutral, there's no presumption uh, for or against. Now, there are a lot of factors that the trial court must find in a relocation case, and they're all set forth in subparagraph seven of the relocation statute, where it talks about the factors to, de uh, to determine a contested relocation, and it's subfactors A through K. I can do another video on the details of those subfactors, and I probably will. Uh, but suffice it to say, you need to read the statute very carefully if you, before you relocate. You certainly don't want to just leave the jurisdiction, which is more than 50 miles from your principal residence, or even more, less than that if in your parenting plan it says you're going to stay within the school district. That would greatly restrict you. So don't do that. That'll prejudice uh, the court against you. You could be sanctioned. There could be a writ issued against you to make you come back. Um, you can leave the jurisdiction if it's not like for a permanent reason. You can leave for vacation, to seek medical treatment, as long as it's not for, I believe the statute says 60 days. So if it's a short term thing, still, Make sure you communicate with uh, the other parent so they know what's going on, that you're not trying to permanently relocate. And um, if anyone's interested, leave a comment below. I will get into the details of the factors the court looks at, but you need to really be thinking, is this in the best interest of the minor child or the minor children? Because the court's not going to do it because it's just in your best interest. It has to be in the children's best interest. Okay, hope this has been helpful. Thanks so much for watching. Hit that like button, subscribe, and uh, I'll see you in the next video. Thanks, bye-bye.